What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of V2 Sports. Now, before we get into the rest of the episode, I have an update to give y'all. All right. You might have noticed that our Instagram page has moved. Yes, we're growing. But we have moved and merged with a with an Instagram page named Team SEC. All right. <clears throat> Nothing's changing. We're still going to be posting our normal stuff. He's still going to be posting his normal stuff, and we're going to be good to go. We are still aiming and striving to bring you the best possible content that we can bring you every day of the week, two to three posts a day. We understand that this past weekend, it was very hectic for anything V2 related. You didn't get a graphic for rounding bases, and you never got to see an article during the weekend because uh, we were in the process of moving. It was it was very hectic for all of us, and we're still trying to get stuff finished. Y'all are going to hear this episode on Friday or Thursday. My bad. We're recording this the Sunday before. So thank you once again for sticking with us. Make sure if you have not followed the new page, you check out the old Instagram account's most recent post. We are collaborated with a new page. And just go ahead and shoot us a follow. Same posts, same content, same people. So without further ado, it is rounding bases, and we're going to go ahead and let Jackson take it away. All right, let's start off with one of the mo- more boring games, Auburn uh, versus Texas A&M. Texas A&M won a two-in-one game, uh, like series, and uh, Texas A&M really dominated this series. They had one game where they just Auburn just dominated, but we have to really start understanding how like mid these teams are. There's a there's a lot of tears in the SEC, but I think we can both agree after watching this series, Auburn and Texas A&M both like hit that level. Texas A&M. They've been inconsistent. They've been horrible this year. But Auburn, the injuries and the actual pure talent on the roster, I I really don't think it's a top SEC level. And you could argue this is the worst team in the SEC right now. Healthy or not healthy, they just look that bad. Uh, What are your thoughts on it, Will? Auburn, yeah. Auburn just doesn't have the players right now to compete against really anybody in the SEC that is worth their two cents. So. That's really all I have on Auburn. I didn't really watch them this weekend to say how good they played or how bad they played. I just I didn't want to watch an injured team. Yeah. I mean, there was two to three players for Auburn that had a really good series this weekend. And after that, it was just kind of – just kind of went downhill for Auburn. I mean, the SEC this year is up as far as talent, and that's kind of crazy thinking about the SEC baseball. You're thinking it's the most dominant – conference for baseball i mean you could even compare it to sec football with how dominant it is so i just think i mean auburn's not really a bad team it's just they're in a conference that is just that good if you put them in a different conference they'll be a top five or six team in that same conference so i just think they're just not on the same level as really what the other teams are right now which that could change in the next couple of years, but right now it's just not showing. Okay, uh, let's get into the battle of overrated, in my opinion, Florida and Tennessee. Uh, it's at Tennessee. Florida Florida beat Tennessee 2-1, to one, and Florida, they, they've kind of been really like good this year, but I, I still think they're overrated. I, I know it's at Tennessee, <laughs> but Tennessee has not looked that good this year. Besides Texas A&M, they haven't won a single uh, SEC series, I don't believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong about that. But no, you're they, right. They've been they've been absolutely on the struggle bus lately, and it's just really been a pain to watch Tennessee baseball. 
And it's it's like these two programs are at completely different like links right now. Like Tennessee has been falling the past recent weeks and Florida's been rising the last recent weeks. And with it being at Tennessee, you would think the home field advantage would give Tennessee something. But because of how bad Tennessee's been lately, it's just Florida took over. Florida dominated the pitching staff. They they showed their depth. They didn't have amazing depth, but when they had their depth, they lasted long, like two, three innings, which was really good. That really like rested the key guys, really gave gave them the win. Uh, they they had really good starts from the. Uh, I, I'm trying to forget what the Friday guy's name is. Or Friday guy Brandon Sprode had a really yeah. good start. And Brandon, Brandon Sprode, uh, he's one of the best pitchers in the SEC, and he he's done phenomenal uh, this season. And he shut down this Tennessee offense, and you know. It was a really, really mid series, but Florida, Florida took it. Uh, you, a lot of people thought they were going to sweep, but Tennessee uh, run rolled them in the third game and showed how bad Florida Sunday pitching is, and shows how low depth they have. And yeah. So for this series, you had all the power arms you could ever want for a series. Brandon Sprout, he's going to be sitting ninety six, ninety eight, and he showed that the other night. Yeah, Chase Dolander, who's going to be in that upper mid mid to upper nineties echelon too, and you just saw in this series that just the struggles that Tennessee's had this year. Like Chase Dolander is had a, I mean, compared to last year, it's been a horrible year for him. I wouldn't say like compared to last year, it's been horrible, but. It's still above average. Like overall. it's still above average. Like he's yeah. still going to be a, a top five pick in the MLB draft this upcoming year. It's just his first couple innings are what gets him, and I don't. He's been missing up in the zone, so I don't know if it's more mechanics or if it, he's just leaving it up in the zone for people to hit. But you saw the other night, you leave it up. His release zone. point of the ball looks funky this year. Yeah, it's. That's and why. That's why I with, think it's going high. You see, I mean, you saw it this weekend with yeah Florida. Like they're Florida's got one of the best lineups in the country. You leave the ball up to Caglione or Rivera, it's going to get put over the wall. And you saw it this weekend with Chase Burns too. He left it over the middle of the plate to Caglione. He sit almost five hundred feet. It, and I saw that. That was. I wow. think the official number was four eighty eight. But that ball—that's one of the farthest balls hit this year. Might be the farthest ball. And then just Tennessee's hitting the first couple of games too. We're just non-competitive at bats. I mean, you have—I think at one point Tennessee was two for twenty with runners in scoring position. You're not going to win many games like that. You're not going to win many games at all like that. So, as far as the pitching too. Tennessee's best pitcher has been Drew Beam, and he showed it Sunday. So I don't know if Tennessee's going to have to switch up the pitching rotation any, maybe move Beam up to a Friday, and then have Dolander go on a Saturday. If this – I've seen this a little bit too coming from last year. They put Burns, Chase Burns, in the bullpen last year, and he was dominant out of the bullpen. Yeah. So I don't know if you could switch that up and maybe go Seth Halverson for a Sunday, or go Camden Sewell for a Sunday. Go Sewell for a can... Sunday and see what happens. Yeah, yeah I, would I, mean... like Sewell. I would like Sewell in the Sunday spot. Uh, 
He's been looking really decent, and I would like to see him moved up and see Burns go uh, into the bullpen because you could really use him on, like, key, like, two innings on a Friday night, and then you could save him up and use him, like, a Sunday when you really need him in a series. I think he'd be an incredible closer. Yeah, I agree. He he had a crazy touch last season. I think didn't he got get moved to the bullpen last year after uh, the injuries after uh, after the injuries settled in they were all back he got moved down to the bullpen last season well, right they moved him to the bullpen and his velocity went up because because whenever he was starting he was probably like ninety six ninety eight touching ninety nine to a hundred whenever he came out of the bullpen he was ninety eight to a hundred so his velocity went up whenever he came out of the pen and I don't know if he's more comfortable going out of the bullpen or what. But if he wants, if if he's more comfortable coming out of the bullpen, do it, because yeah. that would help the rotation even more, and that would create even more depth in the Tennessee bullpen that is already one of the best in the SEC. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go into a kind of it's a one in one series. It was a tie. Uh, I'm doing this first. I know it was electric games, but I'm just, I'm just saving it because it was a tie, and there was a lot better games than just ties you know so uh let's go into south carolina uh versus lsu at home south carolina had a home field advantage and honestly the first good start from will sanders all season i mean you found out noah hall has an injury and he's out for like two to three weeks and that's your ace he's out for two to three weeks but you dominate lsu you dominate their pitching uh who's their pitcher's name this guy is paul skeens uh he had eight strikeouts, and you still hit two bombs off of him, making the score three to one uh, before the, like, well, Will, you called it. You called the rain delay. Yeah, they couldn't play game three. So it was one and one. <laughs> hey, but what a performance by South Carolina. You could argue LSU played a great performance as well, especially in the game two. I mean, they had a grand slam to take the lead. Uh, well, no, tie the game. Then they took the lead in the bottom of the, well, the top of the ninth. Uh, I'm messing up the man. But I think Cade uh, Austin was really the LSU victory in this series. Uh, he gave up the grand yeah. slam and was a key key player in LSU's victory. I mean, <laughs> game two. All this was a tie. This, yeah, yeah. This was a tie. Uh, you, who do you guys think look better this series? I, that, that's the only question I can ask. But I think uh, uh, I think personally, South Carolina looked better. South Carolina this year, I was kind of skeptical because of the first part of the year they were playing teams that, let's be honest, they're not on the same level as like some other mid-majors that could like pretty much put up a fight like a Grand Canyon or a Campbell or a Coastal yeah. Carolina. But they showed this series that they are a top 10 team in the country this year. And I think you can chalk it up right now as Ethan uh, – Petri is going to be the freshman of the year in the country. Yeah, I think sure. you can chalk that up right now. That's going to be his award. His award. Hey, and when you're he, hitting more, if he misses up, then he does. But right now, you can chalk it up as the freshman of the year in the NCAA. You're batting 500 in SEC play with with more homers in SEC play than out of conference play. He's batting 540. Uh, Something like that in SEC play and out of conference, he's batting what four forty, which is hey, remarkable. Set it down, set it down, set it down. down. Okay, let's move on to a more competitive series uh, because it was a win actually. Mississippi State won their first series over Alabama, and Mississippi State Loki has looked 
pretty decent lately. They haven't looked like the worst SEC team we've seen. And it really looks like it's either Alabama or Auburn for the worst SEC baseball team right now. Georgia, it could have been there, but we'll get into that later. So uh, what are your thoughts on the Mississippi State-Alabama series? I know most Well, players- Mississippi State still might be the worst team in the SEC. They just – they just played the worst coach team in the SEC this week. Hey, it was at Alabama they won. I, you got to give them credit at some point. Uh, I don't know. Alabama started off so well. Alabama started off so well. And then you're getting into a point now where Alabama just start kind of starts to crumble a little bit. And, I mean, yeah. Alabama has recruited some really good players over the last couple of years. Uh Jarvis, their shortstop, he's a really good player. Zane Denton, who transferred to Tennessee this past year, he's a really good player. He was a really good player for Alabama. Uh, Andrew Pinckney, he's there too. He's really good. Uh, is it Matt Gassetti? He's the catcher. I'm pretty he's sure. had a really good year so far. So I just don't understand what's going on with the team for Alabama because, I mean, they have talented players. I don't the know coaching just, staff. You think it's Bohannon? Bohannon. Well, I mean, like, this is not the first year I've thought this. I've thought thought that over the past three years, Alabama has majorly underperformed, and this year is just proving it even more. I I think I remember you talking about it in a group chat last year about uh, that, but I don't know. It was a year ago. Uh, let's get into Vanderbilt at Missouri. And we, me and Will, man, we said this would be competitive. And it was. It was a beautiful series. Probably the, I'm going to say, the second best series of the week because of the upset from Georgia. But Vanderbilt, Missouri, this was electric. Did you see the nine-inning comeback from Missouri? They almost came back and won game one. They won game two to shut to stop uh, Vanderbilt's undefeated season uh, in, the SC, in SEC play. I want to say one thing about this. And they just got killed game three. But what a, what a work by... Uh, I, before you, I let you speak. Um, Missouri, Missouri's uh, starters actually did really, really good in my opinion. Versus like what Vandy's been doing all year to starters, they really they've taken a step up for this series, and they they fought hard. They had the chance to win and barely lost this. This was a heartbreaker for Missouri. I just want to say this: How do you make the last out of a game at third base? That's a great question. How do you make the last out of a baseball game at third base whenever it is a what one run game? Why make that decision? If you keep him on second, he's already in scoring position. And the moment was too big. And you're already too big. The moment was too big. You just don't make that choice. You don't make that decision to make. To go to third on that play, you just the don't. was too big. He panicked, was, tried to make a play. You just don't. Didn't work for him. You got to know the situation. And you have to know how good your lineup is. Exactly. Missouri is one of more underrated lineups in the conference. In the country, really. Yeah. Why make that decision? Why? That's the difference between winning a series and losing a series. That defined the series. Hey, Jackson, do you remember when I said the run differential in this series is going to be three? Was it actually? 
Wait, no, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't because eventually I was close. You were close because close. today was five. Was yeah. It, no, it was yesterday it was five nothing. Yeah. I was so close until yesterday. <laughs> hey, I was, I was wrong though. about that. RJ Shrek, one of the best outfielders in the country. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. One of the best outfielders in the country, and he is proving it right now. Yeah. Uh, I was wrong about the Ole Miss-Arkansas series. Ole Miss took one. My bad. My bad. I told you they'd take one. I know. I know. It was at Ole Miss. It was too good to be true to pick the Arkansas sweep, and I did it. But I know Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. If Arkansas and Florida – Play each other. Well, no, Arkansas and Tennessee. I, 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 no, it's Arkansas and Florida. Battle of no, the uh, This week, this upcoming week is Arkansas, Tennessee. And I have a stat about Tennessee being away from home. So before this weekend, Tennessee was 19 and 1 at home. Now they're 20 and 3 because they lost two games. Away from home, they are 1 and 6. Oh, so they're getting swept. That's what you're telling me. I don't think so. I, I really I, think. I just remembered we have to do the uh, next week. So we have to go. We have to oh, no, Jackson. Play. No, Jackson. There's still one more series that. Yeah, uh, that yeah I'm just saying minutes. we should do the recap. Yeah, y'all have dirt. Okay, minutes. here's what I'll say. Jackson, fuck you. Georgia beat Kentucky. Kentucky's over. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Hey, hey Georgia, right, Georgia let's won. Move. Let's move to Swear the Swear jar. Yeah, let's move. Let's move. But let me tell you something. That was a heartbreaker. I was watching that series. I, okay, Jackson, Kentucky, let's, let's, do let's go. Let's go. Let's, All right, guys. Let's, let's go. Georgia at Florida. I know. Florida's Georgia been, sweep. Florida's been messing up. Georgia beat caught Kentucky. Was it at? It was at home. And guess what? Georgia is only taking one. So Florida's. I'm going Florida two to one. Yeah, Florida's winning two out of one. And, Georgia uh, sweep. Oh, okay. Parks Harbor, Parks <laughs> Harbor Revenge Series. Now, probably the most weirdest matchup. Probably Texas A&M at home to Missouri. I got Missouri with the upset, two to one in the series. This ain't an upset. It's gonna be Missouri taking the series. I'm going sweep on this one. I uh, have to agree with other Will here. And pick the uh, Missouri hey, sweep. Let me tell you something. Missouri, they've been inconsistent, but I think I think they're going to be like a sleeper team in the tournament, if you know what I mean. They they just really have that like power in the lineup, and they really match well against Texas A and M, and that's why I think. So uh, I'm going to get into the best series, best two series for last. So let's get into um, Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Mississippi State's taking two out of three. Honestly, book it. It's at home. The cowbells are going to be ringing. Football James 17 is going to go wild. And Mississippi State will take the sweep at home to Ole Miss. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, we're going to excuse this. We can go over 30 minutes. Jackson, is football James 17 the Mississippi State contributor you tried to get me? No, 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 yes, no, no, no. Yes, it no, was. No. Yes, it was. He doesn't run a... He does not run a Mississippi State page. I know. He runs a 2,000 follower account of his own personal on Instagram. And you said, I've got a great guy from Mississippi State like four months ago. And he just popped back up on my Instagram since we moved pages. What the hell? Why? Why do you hate me? (laughs) 
right. Guys, it's time. The worst series at Alabama. Auburn at Alabama. Oh, goodness. I know, guys. Auburn wins two to one. Hey, honestly. I'm going to go. I'm honestly going to go the better coach team, and I'm going to I'm taking Butch Thompson over Bohannon every they're day at, and twice on Sunday. They're at home. Two to one. Have, hey, they're at home. They're going to be. I'm going to be the odd one out here. Auburn sweep. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're really you're really the odd one out on that one. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say something about Arkansas Tennessee too. Are we getting to that one next? Yeah, yeah, Arkansas. Okay, Tennessee. So. With Chase Dolander not being as good as what he was last year, I wasn't meaning he was being he's horrible this year. I'm just saying he's not as good as he was last year. But I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Move Dolander to Saturday for where he was last year and see what he does. Put Dolander on Saturday, beam on Friday. Strikeouts. Put beam on Friday and then do you know what? I'm gonna say it. I'm putting Seth Halverson on a Sunday start. Mm. That's Personally, I love well, that. I, I want well, my guy. I want my guy to get a start. So, hey, hey, yeah, just crazy. Have, Tennessee, Tennessee Arkansas. Arkansas sweep. I got, I got Arkansas with the sweep because Tennessee's been horrible away, as you said Tennessee earlier. Tennessee on the road this year has been horrible. I'm going Arkansas two to one. I'm, ta- I'm saying it. Tennessee takes the Sunday game because for some reason Tennessee decides to hit. Five you know what? I picked too many sweeps already. I'm changing my pick to Arkansas two to one. You change. Okay. Because Tennessee on Sunday is like the number one team in the country this year, pretty much. They act like they are anyway. So uh, they I'm pretty much play they pretty much play like they're the number one team in the country on Sunday. So I'm that's the reason why I'm going two to one Arkansas in favor. There's two more series left. One is gonna be our marquee matchup for the baseball. And it's not it's not this one. Kentucky at LSU. And I know Kentucky lost to Georgia, but they've been relatively hot in SEC play. It's at LSU. They just lost away. LSU sweep. But they have the lineup to match with LSU's pitching. Not I'm telling you right now, the matchup to watch in this game is going to be Ryan Hagnow and uh, Paul Skeens. Sure. Ryan Hagnow is one of the more underrated pitchers in the SEC. And Kentucky has the most underrated depth pitching wise in the SEC. They can last. They can last with the big guys like LSU, and I think they're going to prove it in this series. But I don't think they're going to be LSU at, uh, at LSU in Baton Rouge. They have the best home field advantage. Uh, one of the best home field advantages in the SEC. There's and that's that's going to maintain it. LSU two to one. Di- there's something different about Alex Buck Stadium with Paul Skeens on the mound. It just makes it so much more difficult to have to go into that stadium knowing that you're going to have to face that dude that's on the mound. I so. know LSU has mid-Saturday pitching, and I know they have horrible Sunday pitching. I'm going to go. You're it. You're it. Kentucky 2-1. to one. I think they're going to win Saturday and Sunday. It's not, it's not bad, but I'm still going to go LSU 2-1. to one. But LSU's, LSU's lineup is a little bit better, and I think they'll be able to hit Kentucky's pitching a little bit more. So I'm uh, I'm looking here at LSU's bullpen, and, and I, oh yeah, their bullpen has two uh, two of their best pitchers have gotten injuries versus South Carolina, and they're not playing versus Kentucky. Garrett Edwards, I think it was that's Edwards. what I was Garrett looking Edwards. at. Garrett got hurt, and I'm kind of sitting here thinking they're not going to win Sunday, are they? They're not going to win Sunday. Two to one LSU. But Two to one LSU. That's why I'm feeling like lanky about Saturday. I, I don't think they have the pitching depth 
I don't know who's going to win Saturday. I don't know who's going to win Saturday. That's why I'm going Kentucky 2-1. Uh, hey, let's go into South Carolina at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt lost one uh, at Missouri. Uh, South Carolina tied with LSU. But who has been more hotter? Vanderbilt and SEC More play. hotter? Vanderbilt and SEC play or South Carolina the entire more season? More hotter. More <laughs> hotter. More hotter cock. Okay, okay. In South Carolina at Vanderbilt, I said this a lot. I think Vanderbilt's going to be the one team that beats South Carolina in this, like, three-game series where they play LSU, Vanderbilt, and Florida. I think they're going to lose to Vanderbilt. And I only because of their home field advantage, I think they're going to lose one to two. Because also, Noah Hall, South Carolina's ace, has also been injured. Uh, Carter, Carter Holton, isn't that his name, uh, Smokey? Is yeah, it, that is Carter Holden's yeah. third. Yeah, he's also injured. He's also injured, so it'll be Will Sanders versus somebody. So you're going to win the Friday start. Jack Mahoney's going to play Saturday. And honestly, I don't see you winning with your bullpen. I'm joking. South Carolina's winning this 2 Yeah! Woo! Okay, so here I go. Vanderbilt is going to win this series. Yes. And here is why. The series is going to be tied one-to-one going into the last game of the matchup. And Vanderbilt is going to ha- have a guy named Devin Futrell on the mound. And he's he, so is going, he is going to be the dude that wins the series for Vanderbilt. I'm going and Vanderbilt two-to-one. Don't, don't forget about Enrique Bradfield's catch in center in the eighth. Just Bradfield, saying. Bradfield's going to be – He's going to be one of the main dudes in this series. And I'm also going to look at a guy on Vanderbilt's team, Parker Nolan. If Parker Nolan Nolan needs to be a dude this series that steps up. He's been good all year long, especially in the Mississippi State series. I feel Parker Nolan will also be a difference in this series. Yeah. I feel like this will be the best series of the week by far. This this has the matchups like you're looking for all season. This mm-hmm. is one. Yeah, I mean, the Petri versus Nolan in like a hitting pitching matchup is probably going to be one of the best you've seen all season. We saw Skines versus Petri, and we saw how good that was. So we're going to see a really electric matchup, and I think we're all going to be excited to see this. So, Jason, I think that I think South Carolina Vanderbilt will be the best series of the week. It'll be a really good series. Oh, wait, to watch. Guys, wait, what are you guys' uh, picks? You picked Vanderbilt two to one. I picked Vanderbilt two to one. What did Will say? Oh, I agree with everything Smokey said. Oh, okay. Hey, if there's no other picks on this, Jason, we're good to go. Okay, good. Give the sun off. Oh, uh, yeah, you're not getting right. to go get another ramen sandwich. Get your ass back over here. Jackson, you ate a ramen sandwich? No. Uh, last you should have watched last episode on YouTube. Okay. Okay. Ramen sandwich. It's a pre-workout. Uh, get 10% off your purchase using code uh, uh, capital V, capital S, V2 Sports. W's great. We love W. Uh, and SeatGeek, you make a new account. You get $20 off your first order using the same code, capital V, capital S, V2 Sports, no spaces. And uh, you have to make a new account. Make sure to make a new account. Uh, 
Do you want me to uh, – you get 20% off if you click the link tree in our bio, all of our bios. Uh, you get 20% off your first uh, purchase with Homefield Apparel. Yes. And, yes, yes, I know. And thank you for all, for all of your, our hard work here. Thank you all to the workers here and to the fans for watching this. And good morning, good afternoon, and good night from the V2 crew. Yeah, I'm very surprised that he was able to do it correct. So, yeah, thank you all for showing us support, and we'll see you all next week.